You're listening to the Vital Goddess Podcast, where we explore an empowering and sexy reframe on midlife, menopause, and beyond. I'm your host, Diane Shepard, certified tantric and Taoist sexuality coach with a specialty in the Taoist jade egg practice. I offer a mind, body, spirit, and trauma-informed perspective on Taoist and tantric practices to help you reclaim your pleasure, heal your relationship to your sensuality, tap into the life force power of your sexual energy so that you can embody the goddess you were born to be. Are you tired of feeling like you're being put out to pasture? I have a hunch that you're just getting started. The best is yet to come. You see, from the Taoist perspective, midlife and menopause for women is called second spring. It's meant to be a rebirth, a sexual and spiritual rebirth, an initiation into the richest, most creative and sexiest chapter of a woman's life, if we choose it. And we have a lot more agency than we've been led to believe. You see, our sexual energy is not just about sex. It's the foundation of everything. Our mental and physical health, our creativity, our joy, our overall zest for life, passion, and vitality. I am so thrilled you're here. Welcome to the show. Well, hello there, beautiful. Welcome back to the show. If you've been in my world of the Vital Goddess podcast before, welcome back. I'm so glad you're here for another round of the podcast. And um, I don't take that lightly. I know there's a lot of things you can be doing. And the fact that you plug in, tune in um, really means the world to me. So thank you for being here again. And if you're brand new, big thank you to you as well. I'm thrilled you're here. And I hope you find something here for you, something supportive and maybe even a little entertaining. Who knows? But um, yeah, just happy to have you. And let's see. So in this episode, I want to dive into how to cultivate a deeply nourishing sex life. And this is either with yourself or if you happen to have a partner or partners, doesn't really matter. The principles are all the same. And if that's something that interests you, you definitely owe it to yourself to get on my wait list for the Vital Goddess Mastermind. This is an incredible program. It's my signature program. I call it a mastermind because it really is a group of like-minded women who gather and they're already empowered in so many ways, but we gather together to do the healing work of reclaiming our sensuality, our pleasure, so that we could tap into the vital life force energy of our sexual energy, which I'll talk about in this episode for sure, and really embody the sacred feminine essence or energy that is so unique to each of us. I find that these practices, these sensual arts, if you will, are portals into connecting with that essence that is unique to you and um, embody that. And again, it's not a quick thing. It's not a quickie. It's um, I developed this program to really support you long term. We meet in a semester format, and our fall semester. It sounds like it's you know a long time away, but actually. Not really. I have 10, 10 spots open. I'm only going to open 10 spots for this semester. And I have a wait list that I just opened up pretty recently, packed with value. So 
I would hop on that wait list for sure because even if you don't, you know, join us in the fall, you'll get so much value from that. It'll just really support you on your journey. And uh, no pressure at all to join at all. It's just not my style. So I highly recommend you getting on the wait list and take advantage of um, all the, the benefits that I'm offering there. And um, yeah, really committed to, to this work and I want to support you um, in any way I can. All right, so let's talk about how to cultivate a deeply nourishing <laughs> sex life, <clears throat> either with yourself or with a partner or partners. Um, yeah, I, I feel that the nourishment piece is something that's not talked enough uh, about in the world of sexuality. And I feel like it's what so many people are craving, not just women. I think a lot of folks are really craving, um, you know, a deeply nourishing, you know, they, they want their sex life to kind of be their sanctuary, you know, where they can really rejuvenate, get connected to themselves and perhaps another person and feeling the support that comes from that, you know. And um, I feel that so many people are craving that and yet we see so little, um, conversation going on uh, around the nourishment and uh, I like to say the word flow a lot. My work is about flow. So I guess we can call this flow sex, like having the most epic flow sex with yourself or someone else or other people. Because, um, yeah, we see a lot of kind of amped up message around our sexuality, right? You have to boost your libido, which I don't think we need to boost anything. We need to nourish ourselves and nourish our libido for sure, probably. But boosting, I don't know. It's like, it sounds exhausting to me. <laughs> and it just comes from, you know, these cultural narratives that are so deep, and I think we're starting to dismantle them, that are very much in the yang perspective, you know, which is fiery and spicy. There's nothing wrong with fiery and spicy and all of that. The thing is, it's like, it's an imbalance. There, there's no um, yin in there. So where's the yin? And what, what I've come to find out to be true, and this isn't even necessarily with people who are entering midlife, this, this is younger people as well, when we are yin deficient, we, we really can't have that kind of sex life that we crave. Because the, the more fiery, if it's out of balance, just too fiery with no substance and no nourishment, no deep um, connection, starts to exhaust people. You know, and then you add to it the popularity of things like porn, where people are, you know, turning to porn to feel some kind of stimulation. It it definitely is like, um, I feel like a path, a, a road to nowhere, because if, if you do want something nourishing, it's not going to come from your iPhone. First of all, it's not going to come from porn, and a lot of um, I never watch porn, but what I understand what people say, it is kind of very skewed and. Um, you know, just sometimes violent and just really not um, nourishing in, in the way that I'm talking about here, right? So I'm all about slowing things down, finding the flow, and really finding our own authenticity, our own signature, um, our own erotic, you know, essence that only comes through consciously connecting to ourselves, really doing the work to um, 
to, to do that, you know, and the, all the practices I teach are geared towards exactly that. And they're actually quite simple, but will absolutely lead you to that experience of flow sex, whether it's with yourself again, or with others, or another person. And, um, what we see a lot again is this kind of fiery, you see like spice up your love life, right? I mean, nothing wrong with that. And yet I feel like there's no sustainability in that. You know, can you feel what I mean? It's just like spice it up. Woo. It's like a little flare. Okay. Now what, you know, and it really comes from again, that narrative of how we've been taught to view our sexuality and orgasm in general. First of all, it's like very goal oriented, right? You do this, this, and this, you build some pressure and tension, and then you get that climactic release. And it's a model, um, you know, that's really geared towards, you know, tension and release. And it's it's um, geared towards like busting stress with nothing wrong with busting stress. And yet it just keeps us in this weird place, a weird loop, if you will, of never getting anywhere near what's possible with our sexuality. You know, if we are just treating ourselves like, like a machine and, you know, we just get into these well-worn um, paths, or I could even say ruts, really, of how we get aroused and how we take care of that arousal, even that language, right? Take care of our arousal like it's something we need to get rid of. That's all built into this model that I think most of the world is operating on, um, that first of all, we can't handle our sexual energy, you know, like, oh my God, I have it in me. I got to get it out of me. And, you know, not to sound too harsh, but that is the, f- the foundation of, of rape culture, right? Like your own arousal, arousal isn't, isn't ours. We can't, we can't possibly handle our own arousal or, you know, or even our emotions. We can't possibly handle our emotions, right? We have to like spit it out, whatever, get rid of it. I come from a very different um, mindset now after doing these practices for many, many years, mostly from the Taoist and Tantric traditions, where, you know, we really cultivate, you cultivate as as a yogi cultivates, um, you cultivate your own erotic energy, you cultivate your body's capacity to receive it, you find your sweet spot, you really find your custom um, erotic essence and get curious about what that is and really do the practices that are nuanced to you perhaps, but just really with the focus of connecting to this life force energy that wants to move through you, not out of you necessarily, but move through you to sustain you, to really provide you with incredible vitality, creativity. So it's wonderful for mental health, physical health. And I'm coming here from the Taoist perspective of your sexual energy is not just about sex. It's the foundation of everything, like I say in the intro. And it's kind of a a foreign concept to a lot of people. And even if people can hear that intellectually, it's a whole other step to actually, you know, do practices that will support that. And, you know, what what we're talking about here is bringing things into more of a balance. I'm not talking like a 50-50 balance, but we are talking about, you know, cultures that were born out of this um, dominator model. You know, patriarchy is part of that. Um, and and misogyny is, a, is an offshoot of that. But basically, it's a very young um, overpolarization into the masculine, which I always say. Um, but in sex, it's an overpolarization into the young aspects of sex, which will um, become toxic if they're not in a balanced flow with the yin, 
You know, there's a time for fire, there's a time for climax. And yet, without the sustainable energy of the yin flow sexual practices, you know, we're going to tank, right? So from the Taoist perspective, our sexual energy is called jing, and it's considered to be one of our three treasures, right? The main treasure for life on earth, right? To really actually be in the 3D world has to do with our sexual energy and our relationship to it. So ways, you know, ways to cultivate it and embody it and circulate it are all part of like a, a wellness program, really, from my perspective. And we can absolutely um, start to build this kind of flow inside, if you will, around our sexual energy and have it be something that is our sanctuary, something that really supports us in our life, lives. And, um, and when we come from this place, when we, I'll talk about self-cultivation a little bit more in a moment, but when we come you know, from this lens of letting go of the goal, of letting go of even the goal of climax, and just let ourselves have more experiences of of just pleasure for pleasure's sake, you know, and really using somatic tools like breath work. And this is how I teach, you know, uh, flow sex cultivation, let's call it. You know, we really dive deep into um, the, the breath, and using breath work in a way that opens us to pleasure, opens up our capacity to receive more sensual pleasure, more sensual nourishment from the breath, and so that we can really start to um, expand our capacity in this department to, first of all, receive energy and then hold that energy in our systems so that this energy can start to heal and repair, rejuvenate our internal organs, first of all, which is so cool. But once we got got this cultivation going, it um it it has this way of just fortifying us with with a sense of fullness and confidence, I'll say, for lack of a better word, just this this embodied flow um will transform all of your relationships, but definitely your sexual relationship if you were in one with another person or, or others. Um, and I've seen this happen again and again. Either the partner in question will either completely transform, you know, with you know some couple work as well maybe, but like the main thing is when a woman <laughs> really embodies this power and it starts to, it shifts everything. Or Perhaps if this woman is single, she will magnetize, um, you know, more of the lover of her dreams if she is being that lover to herself, right? If she is in that flow state, that calm, relaxed arousal is hers to tap into anytime, anywhere. And I'll tell you, it's a beautiful way to go through your life. You know, it's not like, oh yeah, sex is wild. It needs to just be in the bedroom and it's like, you know, shut it away. I think that's part of the toxicity of, again, these dominator cultures like patriarchy and and the rape culture that came out of it. It just causes so much shadow and dysfunction, right? That um, but what I love about flow sex is we can really learn to cultivate where we can ride the waves of the, the ecstasy of our sexual energy throughout our lives. And it can be subtle. It doesn't have to be overt, you know? I feel that, um, yeah, that self-cultivation is so key. And what I see is, you know, really popular right now, and I'm certainly not making any of this wrong, is like kink, 
and BDSM. And a lot of people are, are finding incredible healing with, with practices like that. I think when they're done well, they're probably amazing. It's not my aesthetic. It's not something I've ever been drawn to. But I really respect if someone truly is you know, drawn to that and getting a lot out of it, great. But what I, I, I get a feel if, if you haven't done some work on yourself first and really getting to know your own body, your own system, your own unique arousal, that could be dangerous territory to step into. And I don't mean this from a moralistic standpoint whatsoever, just, just to make sure that I'm not moralizing here at all. It's... Um, it, it could be easily just, um, you know, just kind of be like a, let me leap at that. That looks good. That'll entertain me. And it's just like if we're coming from it without doing some, you know, trauma healing work on ourselves first. Um, I don't know. I just, I could, I could see how that could really backfire and, and re-traumatize people and maybe even go through these extreme, more extreme experiences or intense experiences. They don't have to be extreme um, from a very disassociated place. And what do I mean by that? Um it means like you're not really in your body. Does that make sense? Like, it's like you could be in an intense experience, like, oh, wow, yeah, I feel so edgy or whatever, but I'm not really present, you know, with the sensations in my body. And honestly, I think because of that lack of presence and lack of healing, a lot of people are kind of drawn into, say, you know, kink and things like that without really feeling into their own true desire first. And that could, again, um, I don't know, cause, cause more stress and maybe leave you more depleted than when you started, you know? So my advice to people is always like, you know, get to know yourself first. And then if that's really truly your thing, yeah, go for it, right? And same thing with like opening up your marriage. If, you know, you're, you're um, interested in polyamory and you really haven't done any work on your own self-cultivation, again, you can be making choices from a very dysregulated place. And I don't mean that to be judgy. What I'm saying, I just, I wish the best for people to really know what they're doing, you know, and, and get some, get some support around it too. There are people, amazing coaches that coach around those kinds of things and making sure you set up right containers for yourselves for, for a lot of different, um, you know, things to explore. But um, yeah, the self-cultivation, what we, you know, what would I do in my work is it's so simple and yet so powerful, you know, tuning in to the wave of the breath and, and really opening to the breath. And to that, we add movement. And, um, you know, I'm a big believer that movement heals. You've probably heard me say that before if you've been around for a while. But we really hone in on the subtle moves of the pelvis. And these are fluid power moves, right? Opening up. The pelvis is so key because this is where a lot of us get locked down and a lot of our um, energy, our sexual energy gets stuck because of held trauma patterns and stress patterns. So we've got to move that tailbone and start to really thaw out the tail and other areas of the pelvis as well. And when we do, we liberate this energy because, um, you know, people don't talk about it too much in terms of trauma healing, but movement is one of the most powerful ways we have of, of releasing trauma from the body. And when we move the pelvis, sensual movement is what we're talking about here. It's an, an amazing modality for healing. So I'm a big fan of that. So when you combine those two, the fluid breath with the fluid sensual movement, then you, you have the tools really to um, really start to cultivate a super nourishing, um, you know, sex life for yourself. And that's where it should begin, in my opinion, always with yourself and um, getting really super comfortable 
with that, getting comfortable with your own arousal and your own signatures of, you know, what feels good. And then you can translate to a, a partner a lot easier, right? It's so different from kind of putting this pressure on a, a partner that they're supposed to figure us out or something. It just doesn't work. I mean, I, I know there's master lovers out there, but <laughs> um, the way to draw one in, I'm sure, is to become a master lover yourself, right? And um, yeah, and there's just so much shame and, and uh, you know, judgment around self-pleasure, you know, get in the habit of saying that to yourself out loud, you know, self-pleasure, self-pleasure, get used to it, get, get it in part of your vocabulary, even if it's just talking to yourself, because when we, we use words like masturbation, which I never use anymore, I just hate that word. Really what it means is, if you go into the etymology of the word, is to defile oneself with one's hand. That seems like it's coming right from the Holy Inquisition, trying to shut down human sexuality, women, witches, druids, everybody, you know, that whole thing. And um, it was a violent campaign that um, attacked the feminine, right? the feminine in all of us. And we're still trying to heal from that. So of course, stuff like is going to come up when when I even talk about this on the podcast, you might be like, ah, <laughs> and that's totally fine. I want to really um, normalize that, right? We all have that. And that's just something you got to move through. You know, you feel it, you know, you work with it, you breathe. That's why the breath and the movement are so important. And there's your practice, you know? Um, so cultivating pleasure is not always pleasurable. You're going to meet the parts of you that, um, have really been blocking and bracing against sensual pleasure for good reason. And these parts of you have um, been, in a sense, protecting you, but also keeping you from really experiencing who you fully are. Yeah. So I think I'll cap it there. Again, nourishing, <laughs> nourishing sex life with, starts with you. And it can absolutely translate out into partner, partners. Um, if it's something you're interested in, you absolutely need to be in my world on some level. <laughs> the Breathwork membership, great place to start. And again, getting on the wait list. Um, yeah, that, that would be wonderful too. So I can give you some tools absolutely free to support you in this because I really feel that this is the stuff that's going to change the world, right? Flow sex is the antidote to all of the um, rape culture sex, that um, really has been going on for far too long, you know? So flow sex is, what, from my perspective, really yoni-centered sex. So when we wake up the yoni, <laughs> we wake up the fluidity and the nourishment of our sex because the yoni is all about flow, right? So yeah, we, we do the breath and the pelvic movement, and then we go deeper in, of course, with the jade egg practice, the yoni egg practice, where you get to really explore the fluid movement of the yoni. And when you do, you wake her up and, you know, she's she's all about flow and all about nourishment and all about like deep pleasure. So I really, again, I feel like this is the shift that we need to make. And one of the shifts that we need to make, it's a foundation because look at all the powerful people that have such a screwed up um, attitude and behavior around their sexuality. I mean, I could list a lot of people right here, but I'm not going to go there. You know what I'm talking about. I really feel the more women embody and awaken what's possible, they're going to lead the way. They're going to lead the way. And um, yeah, flow, <laughs> flow sex, embodied love is the way of the future. All right, my love, take care. I hope I get to meet you soon if I haven't already. And I'll catch you next time.
Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you're resonating with what I'm sharing here on the show, I have a free offer that I think you're going to absolutely love. It's called Shakti Core Breathwork Journeys. This is a free membership. And when you sign up, you'll get instant access to a whole bunch of content on how to really use the power of your breath to get a deeper embodiment of your sacred feminine energy. So this is definitely a feminine spiritual practice. So I have a whole bunch of content for you. When you join, you can learn all about the breath and how I use it in my work to really support women in opening to more pleasure, right? Really um, coming into a space of being able to receive more pleasure, a deeper connection to sensuality, and um, how to really open and express more of your own unique beauty, your unique radiance, your light, and you get a deeper connection on how to use the breath to connect more deeply to your desires, your passion, and the full range of your emotional palette, and also your unique expression of love. So if that speaks to you, I would absolutely love to see you in there. I'm stoked to share the content with you, but even more than that, I'm really excited to guide you on live breathwork journeys, which will be happening twice a month in that space. So the link is in the show notes to sign up. I hope to see you there. And if you have a woman or women in your life that you know would benefit from what I'm sharing here on the show, please, sharing is caring. So pass it on. I would so appreciate that. All right. That's all for now. I'll catch you next time. Take care.